they won't be expecting you. Stay hidden among his flock, but do not pay the ransom they seek until you see her alive. These people, the blasphemers, a cult, a disease. Be careful, be smart. Bring her home. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 202. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where this week we join a controversial commune up on the mountain to work on our yoga skills. It's about spiritual enlightenment, James, and it's the greatest thing to ever happen in my life. You wouldn't understand unless you came. In. I'm really concerned about you. In. Try the Kool-Aid. It's to die for. It really is. It's delicious. What, so good. <laughs> see, m- my whole, my whole, the uh, what I'm basing this on, like if you're gonna get me to join, it all depends on the flavor. Oh, kiwi strawberry. I'm in. Done. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Done. Right. Was there an original Kool Aid flavor? Like, yeah. was there originally just it was it was one flavor and that's all you got? Yeah, it was purple. Purple. I'm pretty sure purple was the was the original Kool Aid flavor. But the Kool-Aid man himself is red, so wouldn't it make sense oh, that cherry, red was maybe? the original? It was cherry. Cherry? Cherry's a pretty uh, pretty vanilla flavor, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> cherry vanilla? Ooh. It's a good combo. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm all about the I'm Kool-Aid, about though. It. Like, I, I'm, uh, you could pull me in just with a nice... Just give me a good drink. <laughs> just good sugary a, drink. <laughs> just with a good sugary <laughs> beverage. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, hey, Jim, how you and doing? we love Kool-Aid. How you, how We've you established that in we the have, first we do minute and a half here. We do. <laughs> how you been, bud? Um, I've been uh, I've been okay. Cool. I uh, if I sound a little weird tonight, I apologize for that. I feel like I uh, I found sound a little weird in my headphones. Lost my voice a little bit. He said, uh, um, one, uh, "One too many Marlboros this one, week. One too many." Um, so hopefully it's not coming across too much. I hear it, but I think I, you sound good. I think I sound terrible all the time. So we're just gonna roll with it. I think it's it's giving you a little bit of a. A little bit of an edge. A little gravel. Ooh, is this the sexiness I've been missing yeah, my whole life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, like, okay, Cupid, here we come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. And then they um, meet you in person. Hey, hey, hey there. <laughs> you are beautiful. Well, I, I know I'm a little different in person. Um, I had to put on my dark and rabbit and then, voice. And then she's like, that's all right. I'm a little different person, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so um what's been going on? We went to the zoo. We uh we took our first our first uh COVID trip. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. It was a little bit weird, not gonna lie. Um Okay, so here's 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 an observation. Yep. Uh <laughs> hit me with it. So we went to the Toledo Zoo, which we, did. we, we do every year. And we, we, left, were like, we left the boundaries of our own we state. We left our bubble and we, we were worried uh that we weren't gonna, well, we were worried that we weren't be able, we weren't gonna be able to do the zoo trip this year because of COVID. You know, that's natural. Which to, we've done almost for ten years now. Uh, yeah. This, this, was, this we, is year eight, I believe. Year eight, yep. sure. And uh, so you know, it was what it was, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, if we have to stay home, we will. But things were starting to look up, so we're like, we're like, we're like, okay, we're gonna try. It's outside. It. Yeah, it's outdoors. 
we can wear masks, we can social distance, right? Mm-hmm. And also, they're only letting in 50% capacity. So we're like, all right, should be all right. Turns out, in the past eight years, we've never seen what 50% capacity looks yeah, like. Yeah, the, the zoo is... a fuckload of people. Yeah, the zoo is a lot more crowded than we've... At 50% capacity than we had ever seen it at regular capacity. Now, granted, we've we, always gone on Wednesdays. On Wednesday, yeah. Um, during the day, as a, you know, to avoid people. Right. So I understand that it was going hate- to be... Less people then. We yeah. hate people, right. But, you know, we had, I don't know if we had called or if somebody, I think somebody said that they called. I think maybe Jen or this, Aaron. This someone year? called. Yeah. I, I called. Or he's yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the other woman of the group called. <laughs> and You're welcome, sweetheart. And uh, they said that they had been turning people away. Right. So we figured, well, if they're actively turning people away, it can't get too packed. Right. We'll be okay. We just got to make sure we get there early enough to get in so that we don't, whatever it. Right? So, so we, we so show we up did. 17 hours early. <laughs> Listen, we're the only people to intentionally go to Toledo that early on purpose. Um, we're the in, we're the only people who intentionally go to Toledo. That's actually very true. Just in general. But it was baby Mike. Oh. Come on. So our good pal Quisha, uh, the male silverback gorilla. What had, up, Quisha? He he sired uh, a son named <laughs> named Mike. <laughs> And, what can uh, I say? And it is one of the most perfect creatures I've ever seen in my life. Just so, so. And mom rolled over just in time. Like, so there was a line to get up to the, the viewing glass to see the, the baby. Sure. Because it was packed as shit. Because it was packed. And, and also, they were only letting a certain number. Because usually that area is packed anyway. Like, people really like to stand and watch yeah. the gorillas because it's one of the main attractions there. Um, because Quisha puts on a show. He knows how to put on a show. But uh, we walked up, and everybody was saying, "Oh, where's the baby? Oh, you can't see it." And they're like, "They're saying, oh, Quisha's—he's guarding it, like you know, behind his big ass." Mom was laying on the (laughs) ground, and she had her back to to the window, Uh and Quisha was like standing guard because he's like, "Nah, no, standing guard," and he's standing guard, Barb, and uh, he's like, he's like, "No, don't look at my baby." And then as soon as we walked up, he left. Yeah. Like he, it's like he moved now, specifically for us because he knows us. He left and then mom rolled over and right was, next to the glass. She was perfectly cuddling and him. She was like cuddling it was, it was adorable. Ba- she was cuddling little baby Mike and it was just, oh my gosh, too much, man. Yep. Worth the possible COVID exposure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about how Quisha moved because we were in the middle of the glass. Quisha was off to the left-hand side where he normally is. Yeah. As soon as we got up to the glass, we always talk about how Quisha wants to rail your wife true he got up and moved right to the center in front of your wife he did it was weird I th- <laughs> you can't compete with that gigantic gorilla dong dude you can't compete uh i was i i have no i have nothing i have nothing i can't compete you can't. i was gonna say maybe my biceps but he's got killer biceps pectorals his, his intellect is way more than yours his booty <laughs> He's got a big old booty. It's very, it's very firm. It was a His intellect. Fuck off. It was a. See, it was, yeah. See, <laughs> it took me thirty seconds to get that joke. It, uh, it was a fun trip. I will say this. I think had we known it was going to be as packed as it was, we probably would have exnated it. Yeah. Because it was a bit. Ooh, it's lightning outside. It, uh, it was, uh, it was oh, a squirrel. It was a, it was a bit more crowded for these current times we're in than I. 
would have been comfortable with going, I think, had we known. And and we we were sta- so, we were standing there at times going, What the what is wrong with all these people? But then we like We're here too. Well, we're here too. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah. Um that you know what though, you know what though? If we were local, mm. right, and we could go back there at any point in time, uh-huh. I think that if I would have seen that many people, I would have been like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. We drove two and a half hours to get down there. No, we didn't. Two hours. No. Hour and a half. Not even. Hour and 25 minutes. It takes less than an hour 15. Ah. <laughs> ah. Who's counting? We went to, t- we, we made a Timmy stop and we got on 95. Worst th- Timmy stop ever, by the way. Why? Because they forgot my hash brown first off. <sighs> and the sandwiches sucked. Jen's everything bagel had one thing. <laughs> <laughs> You had a pretty good joke about it, though. Would you say? I'm like, uh, like all the toppings are social distancing from each other. <laughs> you know, all the all the pieces of the other everything bagel are just all the other bagels on the rack. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a rare hit for for Mike here. It's like six in the morning. I get my first ones out of out of the way in the morning, and that's uh, that's it. But. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun day though. It was. It yeah. was. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, getting there, uh, it was funny. We pulled up to the gate and we were there literally two hours before the gate opened. We're thinking <laughs> there's going to be a line. We were the only ones there. <laughs> and the dude that is coming to open the park gate, he like looks at us and he opens the gate and then we pull up to the to the ticket counter. We sit there for like another twenty minutes and he finally pulls up. He goes. What are you guys doing? Because he goes, you guys don't have to sit there, you know. Like you can just go in. Or oh, we just didn't know because it said that the gates weren't open until nine thirty. So whatever. So we sat. We played some horror trivia. We Mike, did. Mike brought uh, horror trivia with him and uh, had a had a good little time. Made a day out of it. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was uh, like I said. We'll see if um, yeah. In two weeks, we'll <laughs> if we're COVID free, then uh, we had a good time. And if we are not, then mm-hmm. that was probably a dumb move on our part. And we'll yeah, deal, deal yeah. with it. Yeah, but. Anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much all we've oh, had yeah. going yeah, on. I, I really haven't had too much else going on. Other than that, my week's been... Uh, I would say that my week's been relatively boring, but I've been knee-deep in video editing, James. Oh, I thought you were going to say knee-deep in clunge, but... I've been knee-deep <laughs> actually listening to Sponge. Oh. <laughs> that's that's right? actually, actually, you know, it's funny. I have been listening to a lot of Sponge because... I am working on another project right now what? where I am, I think I told you about this oh, the other day, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. designing a uh, poster for a future uh, Sponge-included show, which is very exciting. Oh, Sponge is part of that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty cool. That's right. I'm going to try to weasel my way into the uh, the the hyper-closed-off recording sessions of them since I'm doing this for free. Hopefully I can get in there when they're recording. Don't take, don't take your germs in there. I will wear a mask, and I will... I will we're, I'll, we're, I'll wear a sponge on my face as a mask. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I wonder how effective that would be, actually. Probably not very. It'd soak all your droplets right up. It would, actually. Plus, it would look dope as hell. <laughs> actually. <laughs> right? Like, what, what if we just... Let's manufacture large, flat sponges and then, and then uh, advertise them as the most effective... Yeah. COVID mask. Yeah. Make a million dollars. Probably not. And then I'll and then I'll and then I'll I'll buy you a fancy new microphone. Ooh. For what? Uh, Cuz that one makes you sound stupid. 
Thanks, James. Or is that just you? It's it just, might just thank be you. you. Thank I don't you. know I if already it's said the microphone I'm, or I already said I'm self-conscious today. Thank you very much, James. All right. Um, it's, I need. It's fine. You sound great. Uh, you sound just fine tonight. Uh, God, I wish I could. I wish that I could correct the way that I sound. Oh, speaking Thinking. of corrections, wow. Stupid! You're so stupid! Wow. All right. <laughs> All right, James. Wow. 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 <laughs> Owen Wilson in the house. Um, okay. Uh, you have any corrections from last week uh, there, uh, Jimbo? I don't personally. Do All you? right. I do. Oh, boy. All right. Um, so the press release notes that... Ansley and Gold, the two people that are responsible for purchasing Fangoria from Cinestate to yeah. revive it. Yeah. I said that they acquired Gorehound Magazine. No such thing as Gorehound Magazine. They acquired Starlog, which is like a sci-fi magazine, uh-huh. and Gorezone. Oh. Gorezone. I was thinking of Horrorhound. Ah. Because there is, not to be confused with Horrorhound, which is another subscription that I have. Something totally different. Completely different. Yeah. Still the same amount of blood, though. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Also, the Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition is website only. It is not available on Amazon or in stores. You can only get it through the OP Games website, which is owned by the uh, the USAopoly company. Oh, well, that's I like that, though. That's good. No, no, I don't. That means it's super limited, and if it doesn't sell, they're going to stop, and then it's going to get really expensive to buy. Yeah. And it's already kind of expensive. Yeah. How much is it? 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fifty bucks for probably a not as good as game as Slash Cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I kind of li- there's a part of me that kind of because you know, like as as musicians too, like we we hate going through Ticketmaster because the bots scoop up all the tickets and then they sell them for like double the price. And you're like, and then there's certain bands that will go, okay, we're not selling through Live Nation. Sure. Like, if you want tickets, you come to our website, and that's it. That's sure. where you get tickets, right? That's kind of cool. Or, like, go to the record store. Yeah. Get them from the record store. Stand in line. <laughs> What's a record store? <laughs> right? Like, oh, I, like, stand in line. Oh, oh I, I want to bring that back. I want to bring that back. I want to, like, sh- I want to straight up Save by the Bell style, stay overnight at the mall, well, and dodge nails. the security guards. Camp in in REI or 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 Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, uh-huh. and then the next morning, stand in line for your tickets. Well, Nine Inch Nails did that. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? When yeah, they had their yeah. big tour. People had to literally buy tickets in person. They were <sighs> only tickets were only available in box office. That's awesome. And uh, they came with these really so cool. cool collectible things. And, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I heard that show was fucking banger, man, dude. <laughs> banger man that's what i hear (laughs) and i heard it was awesome so i'm actually kind of bummed i didn't go yeah but uh anyway that's all i have for corrections for this week james cool man what are we doing this week well this week we're talking about drinking the kool-aid and being part of some weird and crazy cults yeah uh (laughs) i don't know why i said that like that (laughs) just being just being part of some well and crazy cults uh so we are talking about uh i picked these movies I picked one because I really, really, really have been wanting to watch it since it came out, which is Apostle uh, on Netflix. And uh, the other one was literally just like a... I, a cold call? I, I threw my hand out in the air to see what I would come back with. And it was Race the Devil from 1975? I never thought in a million... Yes, I never thought in a million years that we would be reviewing... Reviewing, we don't review. Discussing <laughs> a Peter Fonda movie. 
on this show. Never in a million years did I think that was going to happen. Well, believe it, Cupcake, because... But here uh, we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a thing. And it was, and it was a thing. It was a movie. It, they, it was a, they really made it that movie. It was a movie that, it, that was... It, out of all the movies that have ever been made, it was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> high praise. High praise, James. That's high praise. All right, so... Uh, this one is very appropriate for one of the movies. For oh, actually, for two, both movies. Come on, hey, come man, on, James. Good on you, because come I didn't on. even think about the thing from the beginning of Race with the Devil, and now I just did. You are oh, a really? genius. That, that was the one that I based it off of mostly. Oh, seriously? Yes. Dude, think about the entire fucking theme of the second movie. No, I am. I'm just saying the tree was a focal point in Race with the Devil. So when I saw the crooked tree beer... Oh, you spoiled it. That's the first it. thing that popped into my head. Well, yeah. it wouldn't have been a spoil if you would have been on your game a little better, James. Sorry. Really sorry about it. All right. So <laughs> from so from Dark Horror... Dark... Your, your brain was just social distancing from itself. Is that what was going on? <laughs> my brain was social distancing <laughs> left, from my mouth. The left hand <laughs> is social distancing from the right hand, which is social distancing from the mouth. Got it. It's social uh, distancing. It's the prefrontal cortex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from Dark... dark, dark Dark Horse Brewing. Have you ever been to Dark Horse Brewing? No. So cool. Really? Yes. It's, it's in Marshall, right? It's yeah. Marshall. It's, it's in Marshall. Marshall, your penis <laughs> is showing. <laughs> There's a callback wow. for you. <laughs> wow. Like episode twenty. Marshall, your penis is showing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um. Yes, it's so cool. It's literally it's like the size of the room that we're sitting in right now. Oh, so you couldn't go there right now. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's probably, you know, it's probably about the size of Baffin. Okay. So it's very small. Well, it's, I've been to Baffin, so. It's in the mm. middle of nowhere. Uh, and they, they do the mug club, like the uh, the mug, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. And it's and they're all hanging from the ceiling. Like Baffin. On hooks. Well, isn't ba- is Baffin on the ceiling, oh, yeah. too? Oh, the whole place is now. It used oh, to be just yeah. a wall. Okay. Now it's the entire ceiling. I haven't been there since yeah. last summer, so, um, yeah. So Lots of alcoholics in our area, apparently. <laughs> but... But Baffin's got high ceilings, right? Mm, I Doesn't mean, it? sort of high. I don't remember. But yeah, I've only been to uh, Dark Horse once, and it was on my way to Grand Rapids. But such a cool place. Very yeah, we cool. Should, we Very... should make a trip out there one time once uh, you know the world stops ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is from Dark Horse Brewing Company in Marshall, Michigan. This is Crooked Tree IPA. Let's see what we got here. Crooked Tree IPA is heavily dry hopped to give it a big aroma of pine and citrus. The flavors are big, yet very balanced between fresh hops and malt. Often described as grapefruit, grapefruit, our hops give this beer an excellent citrus flavor that finishes dry, crisp, and clean. Due to our unique dry hopping methods, it has won several medals in the India Pale Ale category. Ooh. This beer is a literal description of sexy time at my house. Like, it literally is. It's really weird. It's... It's people describe it as grapefruit flavor. It's big and balanced. Okay. It smells like pine and citrus, and I do a lot of dry humping. <laughs> dry hop. Oh, oh! <laughs> just strike that from the uh, from the record. <laughs> just strike that from the record. Mm, let's give that a try, huh? Uh, the listen, the beer, not the dry listen, humping. It's not my fault that I'm just fucking the pine soul bottle. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're really taking sanitization seriously during COVID. Hey, man, you can't be too serious. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Mm. 
good. That's good, man. I'm gonna probably get a glass for this, um, but it's good. Yeah, I'll take a glass if um, you're getting one. Uh, I also have another surprise for you. Oh boy. Gotta okay. kill some time for a second though. Alright. Uh so I have a story about a crooked tree. A crooked tree and crooked me. It was <laughs> a day <laughs> in ninety-three where me and the tree did cease to <laughs> I can't make up poetry on the fly, dude. You and the tree you, <laughs> did karate. We we did karate. This is horrible. All right, so I'm just going to I'm just going to start describing things around the room. Uh there's a picture and it's a very nice looking picture. I'm not a, Oh Jesus Christ, what is that, dude? Kool-Aid motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. I didn't even come up with the title of this episode uh, until earlier earlier tonight yeah, when I It's because I know you. You know me so know well. I know you. And uh, I know our show. We need, we like to be thorough. Not only do you know me, Mike, but this. Where'd you get this? Uh, where'd you get this picture? Uh, I bought it from Meyer about two hours ago. Did you really? I did. And guess what flavor it is, James? <sighs> what is it? Kiwi strawberry, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I've officially joined a cult. Sorry, mom. <sighs> We're not oh, talking anymore. Oh, dude. Who do you think we? Uh, who do you think our deity is? It's Jugs Jude all the way. <laughs> oh, never mind, Mom. We're coming home. <laughs> we'll be there in two hours. Uh, just taste this beautiful, beautiful nectar. Mm. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's good. It's fantastic. You know what it tastes like? What's up? Do you remember uh, Di- Dr. Dreadfuls? I do remember Dr. Dreadfuls. The brains. <sighs> God. When you would make the brains, it tasted just like I remember like that. making the brains. I could not tell you what they tasted like, though. Just but kiwi like strawberry that. was a pretty popular flavor back then. Like, the 90s was all about rollerblades, <laughs> sweet, like, neon green-colored helmets, and drinking <laughs> kiwi strawberry drinks. Like, ball. that was the 90s. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hanging out in my ball chain necklace. Oh, yeah. My Jinkos. Listening to corn. Listening to corn and drinking strawberry kiwi. Strawberry kiwi Capri Sun. That's um, what you were doing. No, I think I was more into the uh, Arizona. Mm. Strawberry Kiwi, Arizona. Yeah. Fun fun fact, I had to go to the hospital because I drank too many of those one time. <laughs> what? It's a story for another day. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, now I'm curious, but oh, I'll, yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it because it sounds like it's a long <laughs> let's just, story. Let's but... just say this. Too many herbal drinks, not good for your system. Yeah. I worked at a party store, and so every day I would just slam like a dozen of them. Yeah. How's your tooth? <laughs> I just chipped it with this giant glass. <laughs> but yeah, no, I drank way too many of them and got really sick off of them. Yeah. Did you get kidney stones? I was not kidney stones. <laughs> Something far worse. Again, time for uh, that's a story for another time. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for it. All right. Um, anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking. Both of those delicious beverages. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. Um, we have, um, well, you know what? It's not really all right. We have a bummer of a first piece of news here. Oh, no. Um, all right. So rest in peace this week to uh, Peter Lacasse. Uh, Peter Lacasse. Uh, you might not know him by name. However, if you've seen a certain movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, hmm. there is a scene with 
a really awesome ice cream truck. And he was the driver of said ice cream truck. It's probably his most notable uh, no- notable role. Um, he ended up passing away uh, on August 27th of an apparent suicide. Oh. Uh, 61 years old. Apparently, um, uh, there was another actor that was from the uh, from the f- killer clown from outer space. It was a good friend of his, and he uh, he put up a thing online saying that he had struggled with depression uh, depression for for number of years and unfortunately he um he succumbed to his depression uh and that's a bummer to hear yeah you know um 2020 is not easy for anybody let alone anybody who's already struggling with a lot um i'm not i have no idea if that had anything to do with it but just you know 2020 is making even people that aren't suffering from depression depressed quite frankly so i can only imagine that it's that much harder for people that are struggling on a daily basis anyway definitely um so it's a bummer to hear uh rest in peace uh peter lacasi um you are forever ingrained in one of the greatest horror comedies of all time though (laughs) so that's that's good yeah okay let's see here um the production of Chucky, the live action TV series based on the franchise, uh, it was announced this week that they have delayed filming. It was supposed to be filming this fall, so it would have been filming now. It's kind of weird that they specify live action. Uh, well, I did. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you specified live action. <laughs> um... was, the, uh, was the animated series up, up in the air at some point in time? That... Yes. <laughs> we'll just go with that, yeah. Um, yeah, so the live action Chucky series uh, was supposed to be <laughs> was supposed to be filming already, um, and they announced this week that they had they uh, have um, not they're not filming they're pushing it back to 2021 to film the series because that's um, bitch COVID isn't it because of COVID yep. yes. However, though the good news is is that they weren't re- planning on releasing this until probably later in 2021, regardless. So provided they can start at the beginning of the year, they're still in line to release it at the intended release date. Oh, so cool. that's good. Yeah. But, you know, things can change and, and we'll see. So uh, we'll be following that one for sure. Um, let's hear Speculation on the, on the setting of the new Evil Dead film entitled Evil Dead Rise uh, has been on the tips of fans' tongues lately, but we finally got word from the chin's mouth of an official uh, synopsis, if you will. Uh, recently, Bruce Campbell did a Q and A. It was like one of those outdoor, like drive-in Q and A things that he was doing, and uh, he did one of those. And of course, the topic of the new Evil Dead came up, and uh, he confirmed that. And I quote: "The Evil Dead are going to fuck up a city this time," <laughs> which definitely gives credence to the fact that this it's is like going to poetry. take place in a yeah right. <clears throat> um, it's going to take place in a high-rise building. I think that's pretty much. Yeah. confirmed at this point yeah, but it's going yeah. to be in a city setting which i'm actually kind of into you know every single version of the evil dad has has been in either the cabin or in like like rural you know elk grove michigan for example in the in the tv yeah, series yeah. it's never really been in a highly populated city setting so that could actually be kind of cool um he also somebody also asked him if he was going to be in it and he joked around and he goes well i should probably just be in it right people cheered yada yada <laughs> and he left it apparently with a well we'll see so who knows yeah it wouldn't shock me if he had like a little cameo sure it wouldn't shock me at all we'll see though he claims that he's done forever but you know he said that before well um, he just said he was done playing ash right well yeah yeah he's done playing playing the character of Ash forever, yeah. like he's done. So he but could like, show up somewhere else. Like I said, he's... No, I'm saying as Ash. Oh. Oh. I think he will be. Oh, okay. That's just me. Let's see here. Uh, in an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Tom Matthews talks about how they are planning on calling the movie uh, Never Hike in the Snow. 
sorry. Rewind here. In an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Tom Matthews, who reprises his role as Tommy Jarvis in the upcoming Friday the 13th fan film sequel to Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow. Mm -hmm. All right, got it. It's a lot of information. Um, Anyway, Tom Matthews did an interview with Bloody Disgusting, and he was talking about the making of the movie and how when he was driving up to shoot the movie... It was bright and sunny, and there was no snow to be seen. Mm. So they, uh, the the director and the producers were all talking about, well, what else can we call it? Like, if it's there's no snow, we have to shoot, and if there's no snow, we we can't call it. Never hike in the snow. It's like never hike in the mountains, or you know, whatever. Um, but apparently, it was a like bright and sunny when they were driving up there, and then overnight. The day before shooting, the skies just opened up, and it snowed cats and dogs, and we got those beautiful shots that we now see in the uh, teaser trailer. Cool. Which is really cool. That teaser trailer, mind you, on the upcoming episode of Trailer Trashed. Oh. Little, nice. little product placement there. Nice you like that? advertisement. Like that? <laughs> um, also, I didn't realize this. Um, Never Hike in the Snow is a prequel to never hike alone oh i don't know that i knew that i didn't either i don't know that anybody did oh we know now i do yeah it was really it was in the uh in the press release so very cool there you go all right all right james what's new on blue baby oh let's see here announced earlier this year and coming to 4k ultra hd this halloween season as well as an exclusive best buy release of course immortalized in stunning steelbook packaging is the classic family-friendly Halloween flick Hocus Pocus, which is now up for pre-order and will hit shelves on September 15th. We were talking about this movie on the way to the Toledo Zoo. Yes. And my wife says, I I never watched that movie. I'm not not into Hocus Pocus the way everybody else is. It was grounds for divorce, even though we worked through it, but... can you really work through something like that? I don't know. I, oh, you know, it was when I can we. See, I can see. No, maybe. It, was, it wasn't when we were driving. It was when we were playing Bamo. Mm, because it. we were playing Bamo, and I said such and or Kathy and Jimmy was in Hocus Pocus, and then she had to come up with somebody other, you know, somebody else in the movie. Sure. And she could only think of Bette Midler, and I go, "Well, what about the other one? You can't think of." She's like, "I didn't watch Hocus Pocus. I'm not into that." I was like. Ugh. What's wrong with like, you? I can see you guys getting over something like maybe she stepped out of the marriage and yeah, that's you know, all. found a new Johnsonville. Sure. Something like that. I can see yeah. you getting over that, but not seeing Hocus Pocus? Yeah. Ugh. Come on, man. You can do better. <sighs> well, we... Uh... Remember, when you divorce her, give me your number. <laughs> you have her number. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know where she lives. Because when we divorce, inevitably... She'll over, keep the house. <laughs> when, when we divorce, inevitably, over this tragic news that she hasn't watched Hocus Pocus, uh, she will definitely have the house. Because, <laughs> uh, let's be honest here, I'm I'm sort of the... I'm sort of, I'm sort of the... Uh, the what, I'll give you my apartment. I'm sort of the dingleberry in this relationship. I'll give you my apartment, and then I'll move into the house. It's fair trade. That sounds about right. Yeah, there you go. Can I still come over? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. 100%. You can now be the creepy dad that just comes to the back door. <laughs> things things are looking up. This is going to be this is going to be all right. All right. So next up, Scream Factory has released the full list of special features that will be available with the upcoming Friday the 13th collector's edition Blu-ray set. So exciting. I'm not going to tell you the whole list cuz it's a no, ton of shit. There were a couple of biggies though that came out this week. I am going to say this though. Um 
This set includes the ultimate collection of new and existing extras, along with a selection of new interviews, commentaries, and new transfers, uh, and new slashed scenes. The long-awaited uncut gore footage from Friday the 13th Part 2. It's not even long-awaited. Nobody ever knew they were going to get it. Literally, it was... You were telling me about this the other day. It was... They they found it on a so old-ass VHS tape. Yeah, it was the visual... Uh, it was the special effects like coordinator or something like that. It was somebody who was doing the visual effects. Yeah. Uh, or special effects. And... They knew, I think they had an inkling that all that footage was going to get cut. Mm -hmm. So he had the editor cut him down a tape of all of the uncut stuff so that he could use it as like a promo reel, basically. And um, it just sat on a Yeah, like he didn't want all, he didn't want all that work to just exactly fade away. So he's just like, I might as well keep it for myself. So he, it was given to him on a VHS tape. And there it sat for a number of years. And there was a, an interview with uh, Greg Nicotero where he says that he had seen the footage because such and such person showed it to him. Yeah. And so when the people from Scream Factory, when they were going through all the extras, trying not to repeat stuff, they heard that and they go, wait a minute. Has anybody ever tried to track this guy down to see if he still has the footage? Mm -hmm. And so they did, and they didn't hear back from him for the longest time. So then it was like two weeks before their deadline. And they finally got a call back from the guy. And he goes, yeah, I have it here. You're, you're more than welcome to it. So they went to go pick it up. Here's the problem. The tape was in such bad shape that the, the tape film was literally stuck together. Mm. Couldn't play it. Yeah. And if you tried to pull it apart, it would destroy the magnetic uh, filament or whatever it is. It's on, sure, the, yeah. on the tape. So they had to, in a Hail Mary, they came up with the idea of putting the tape, this video cassette tape, in an oven for like a ridiculous amount of hours mm -hmm. and basically slow cook it to get it to unseize. And so on a whim and a prayer, they did it and it fucking worked. Wing in a prayer, I think, is the... Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It worked. That's and crazy. And we now have this footage that nobody thought existed anymore. So the the uh, the outcome was, we're either going to destroy this tape entirely, or it's going to work. But you couldn't use the tape anyway. Right. So why so not try? Right. The tape was already essentially destroyed. Yeah. So like we're either, we're either going to... We're either going to further destroy it or it's going to totally work. And then exactly. it ended up totally working. Yep. Uh, that's amazing. And I'm very excited to see that footage. Yeah, me too. And you also ordered this set, did I, you know? I, it's, so, it's coming. Hey, hey, October, hey, baby. hey. All right. Um, uh, yeah, we can go past that one because we pretty much know all the info we need to know about that. What's the only thing tougher than John Rambo? Uh, John Hambone. That's true. <laughs> But also, John Rambo in stunning steelbook Ooh. packaging. Ooh. For the first time in its 37-year history, the entire Rambo series will be getting a complete collector's edition Blu-ray set. The only way that the Rambo series should be getting a complete collector's edition Blu-ray set in full fucking metal jacket. Steelbook. Um... <laughs> I have an uh, alt. I have an alt for you. Here's the thing, though. Um, although, although you hate steelbook packaging, mm -hmm. it is kind of cool that it's it's the entire uh, five movie franchise. Yep. And each individual steelbook has its own art, which is yeah, kind of cool. I, I'll give it that. There's more in it than a normal steelbook, but right. this is the only steelbook of oh, Rambo no, that no, you let need. Me see that. That's the only one you need, baby. 
the original trilogy in like a steel slipcase. That's that comes over. Uh, yeah, that's like uh, that. Actually, is steel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For... It's metal. I don't know if it's steel, but it's metal. Aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. But that is the that is the only acceptable way to do a steel book right our there. Friends across the pond would say. <laughs> uh, speaking of our friends across the pond, with the passing of the thirtieth anniversary of Nicholas Roeg's The Witches, uh, which just passed this week, it seems the only appropriate it seems only appropriate that the UK should be getting the ultimate collector's edition Blu-ray set for the first for the first time. Um, that was cool. How I. Totally messed up that sentence. <laughs> uh, the release, which will be region-free, will include a booklet, a poster, four art cards housed alongside the disc in a collector's box. The discs. I've, I've never seen The Witches. I, we, I, I know you always, you always give me shit for it. I've just never seen it. <sighs> I've, also, I've also never seen The Witches of Eastwick, which apparently that's another one that people had seen when they were kids. I, mean, I never I've, saw it. I've seen that. It's like, yeah, that's it's also... A fine movie, but like the fact that you've never seen The Witches is outrageous to me. Oh, well, yeah, let's fix that this year. It's Halloween yeah. season, baby. Let's it's Halloween fix it. season. Yeah. Uh, Halloween season. Halloween season. <laughs> All right. That's out on October 12th. And last but not least, Broke Horror Fan has been putting out some really cool, uh, fully functional VHS releases lately. And next up is the Nicolas Cage vehicle. Ooh. Mandy. It's a good one to put on VHS. It is really that good. That movie would look sick. Yeah. Looking like shit. Def- <laughs> Definitely. It's really what it is, let's be honest. <laughs> the limited <laughs> the limited edition tape will be, be available on September 4th. And according to Broke Horror Fan, Mandy arrives on VHS in a black clamshell case with several limited edition variants, including artwork by Vasilis Zikos, which is an awesome name, and artwork by Christopher Shai. And a special edition with a red VHS tape. For, oh, opti- for optimal VHS viewing, the film has been cropped from its original aspect ratio to 4-3 full frame. It is officially licensed by RLJE Films and has been approved by producers SpectraVision. I, I love the idea of putting movies back on VHS. Um, not, not I love it personally, but it is funny when you think about it. Say, hey, let's take this movie that looks amazing and degrade the picture quality, and then we're going to fucking cut off both sides of the film. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cinematographer's nightmare is what it is. It's funny, though, because in the, in the world of film and, and, and especially you know amongst collectors, it's like it's, it's just a really cool it's a really cool sort of thing to look at. Kitschy fun thing sure in any other industry it'd be a nightmare oh yeah like, oh, it's awful no no other industry does like that any other industry like if it was like food your food and beverage you know it's like let's take this really beautiful dish and make it worse <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's what you're doing let's apply it to like anything let's else. take like, this let's let, yeah let's let's take this let's take this amazing souped up fucking balls to the walls beautiful car and take take the wheels off <laughs> and that's what you get <laughs> it's like going it's like going into a you're a home like a, you sell homes or whatever and like, i'm gonna i'm gonna make i'm gonna paint the walls this beautiful shade of like piss gold and then put like these disgustingly gold appliances in oh it's retro it's awesome <laughs> people are gonna love this <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what it's like. And it's in like a multi-million dollar condo or uh, mansion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just described... <laughs> doesn't isn't there doesn't Donald Trump have a gold toilet in one of his oh houses or something? Oh god. <laughs> Can you imagine shitting into gold? That's <laughs> it's like every time I shit it would just be like, I love gold. <laughs> it's it seems I don't know what's if it's more disrespectful to the gold or to the shit. I don't but know. But what if you ate like 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 food that had that gold wrapping on top of it? So you're shitting gold <laughs> into gold. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> there's the uh the most expensive burger in the entire world uh is the bun is is um gold leaf yeah like that that's all that's, that's what i was talking about yeah just awful it's like twenty thousand dollars because it comes that? with a it comes with a 24 karat gold toothpick in the middle too <laughs> speaking of food james yeah. this leads me to my last bit of news okay uh this this has nothing to do with movies at all However, it is near to my heart, and so I felt like we needed to pay tribute. Uh, we do have one more death this week, and that is rest in peace to the Mexican pizza. Who cares? Motherfucker. <laughs> I will end you. I will end you and shit down your throat mm. after eating a Mexican pizza. <laughs> Probably tastes better that way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You are not a Mexican pizza fan? Honestly, dude, I haven't had one in so uh, many years. It's my like, staple, dude. You used to get them all the time. and I Still was- do. And I was always just like, why the fuck are you eating Taco Bell with a fork? Uh, Because it's classy, man. Like, dude, (laughs) Mexican pizzas were like my secondary staple on the menu. Don't give me cheesy gordita crunch, Mm. Mexican pizza. Don't get me wrong. Every time. Don't get me wrong. Every time you had one, it looked tasty. Oh, yeah. But I I was like, I I want to pick my Taco Bell up. I don't want to eat. You could technically pick up a Mexican pizza. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to use a, a fork to eat my taco? What am I, the Queen of England? Jesus. Just pick it up. That would be a 24 karat gold spork, actually. Because it wasn't a fork that you got. It was a spork. Oh. Don't sell it oh. short. Man, sporks are useless. You ever eat um, a taco with a spork? It ain't easy. Might as well be an Olympic sport, dude. Got to balance that shit. And- you mean an Olympic spork? Oh. Hey. Uh, no. I, it's People are really up in arms about this. As the, uh, they should be. The Mexican pizza. Everything there else was, they got rid of, fuck them. Wasn't there one other item that they got rid of? They got rid of the double-decker taco, which I was always a big fan of, That's, too. Why would you do that? Outrageous. That is outrageous to me. Um, but they still have the cheesy gordita crunch, which is essentially the same thing. Well, it's essential. Like, that is the essential. Oh, it is essential, yeah. It's like getting rid of a soft-shell taco. Fuck hard-shell tacos. <laughs> if you got rid of the soft-shell, we got problems. What's your favorite? I'm I- so hungry now. <laughs> What's your favorite item on the Taco Bell? Uh, oh, cheesy gordita crunch. Cheesy gordita yeah, crunch. Hands down. Okay. Second, Mexican pizza. Ah. Third, soft shell taco. <laughs> it's my go-to's, man. I love their bean burritos, dude. Ah, it's too beanie for me. They're so simple. Mm. It's so simple. Mm. It's, it is beanie. Yeah, but it's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Some <laughs> onions, a little bit of that red sauce. Yum. Um. Now, God, I'm just this is make me hungry. And we're going to talk about Taco Bell. We're gonna go to. Is Taco Bell still open until like four a.m. The way I believe it used they to be? are. Um, the Pintos and cheese, though. Oh, that's where it's at. Do they still have that? Oh fuck yeah, they do. That red sauce, dude, is where it's at. Same red sauce they put on the Mexican pizza, by the way. Remember when they had potatoes? No. You don't remember when Taco Bell had potatoes? I don't. Like a baked potato? No, it was like it was a little cup. It was the same cup oh, that the yeah, pintos yeah. and cheese yeah, come they, in. And they, they, well, it was the same potatoes they used for the potato and uh, it had nacho, burritos. Yeah, it had yeah. nacho cheese and uh, I think they still have that actually. 
and 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 sour cream on it. Why are we talking about Taco Bell so much? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, let's move on. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the news, huh? That's it. Okay. That, that well, was literally my last bit of news, we're gonna, Taco Bell news. We're going to take a break. We're going to go get some Taco Bell. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about a couple of cult films. Yeah. Not cult, you know, like the way we're gonna, we're we gonna... usually say cult in the horror movie industry. Like cult films. Like cult classics. Like cult classics. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about literal cult fans. Literal. I don't know why I said it that way, but... You can just shut up now. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to shut up. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Forty minutes later. Guess what we did? <laughs> we most definitely took a break and went to Taco Bell. <laughs> definitely, we did. This is this and is a... and I feel like I have a new lease on life. Right. Okay. So James here got a Mexican pizza. Mm. Tell me about it. Had to eat it with a spork. Tell me about it. It was good, right? Yeah. It Aren't was. you so mad they're getting rid of him now? No. Uh, okay. Fine. But... <laughs> Can you see yourself being so mad if you were to keep eating them? It was very, it was good. It was right? very good. I'm telling you. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, as, since I since I don't eat them normally, I'm somewhat indifferent. Mm. I will say though, there's a quality to the shell that you don't get on in any other nope. item at uh, at. It's almost like a deep fried. Yeah. Oh yeah. Closest thing would probably oh, yeah. be the chalupa, but the chalupa is chewy. Whereas this is crispy and deep fried. It's, it's, We're talking about Taco Bell again. <laughs> it's, it's perfect, man. Okay. Um, we did have to get there, though, before they closed. So we had to race there like the devil. Speaking of racing like the devil. You were just full right? of it tonight. Oh All right. My so the gosh. first movie we watched this week was a movie called Race with the Devil from 1975, starring <clears throat> Mr. Peter Fonda. Ooh. Right? And Warren Oates and Loretta Swit. <laughs> So sexy. And Laura Parker. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> um, okay, so this is from 1975, uh, directed by a guy named Jack Starrett. Now, it's funny. Jack Starrett was actually more well-known, I believe, for being an actor. He was in Blazing Saddles. Mm. He was he was one of the deputies in uh, First Blood, the original Rambo uh-huh. movie. Yeah. Uh, he was also in a movie called Nightwish, which I've always heard good things about. And he was also in the never released but finished movie Grizzly Two. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Nice. Oh yes. Well, Grizzlies at concerts. One day we will do it on the show. In fact, I think it's actually in the in the pick list. Grizzlies at concerts. Oh yes. Is there another movie of a grizzly at a concert that we could do? I there I hope so. I don't think so. That's that's pretty that's a that's that's a niche market that I don't know if anybody's <laughs> really dove into besides Grizzly too. All right, uh this is here. Two couples vacationing together in an R V from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual. Uh so this is um this is less about being a part of a cult and then more like just being on the run from a cult. Right. Because you saw them kill somebody. Right. And it's... So the cult really, yeah. The uh, like the actual like creepy cult dealings mm-hmm. 
It only lasts about five minutes. And then after that, it's mostly just car chases. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty much like the the horror movie version of uh Smokey and the Bandit. I was like gonna, it's just it's just car chases and that's I was it. gonna say, uh take Smokey and the Bandit, um The Hills Have Eyes uh-huh. because of the R V. Uh what else? Um Smoking like, the and smoking the, the bandit of hazard Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> and combine those all to make a new movie that's not as good as any of those individual yeah, movies. Yeah, it's <laughs> this movie's not really that great. Um, no. It's like it's actually it's funny that you bring up the hills have eyes because this movie very much reminded me of if the hills it's like the hills have eyes if they wouldn't have actually broken down and they were just driving through the hills. Yeah. And it was like the 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 crazy family trying to kill them at every single turn, driving through the hills. That's basically what it was. I will say this: the cult in this movie uh, had an impressive reach. Oh Jesus! Because they they first saw them doing their their culty thing in I don't know what state they were in. Did uh, they start in California? They started or were in they? Texas. So Just they were driving from Texas to Colorado. Texas they're to going Colorado. to Aspen. Ah, Aspen. <laughs> um little place called aspen uh yeah so they saw them for the first time in texas i guess yeah. then i would assume so texas is a big state so i'm going to assume that that's texas where it is was. a big state huge yeah, state you are right huge um and so they so they saw him sacrificing a virgin mm-hmm. probably and 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 pouring her blood onto the fire or whatever the hell they were doing with her mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you know they pre- they they could have actually just saw it go down and then just gone about their business yeah. really, but then but then one of the wives came out of the RV and said, "What are you guys doing over there?" It's just like, "Shut up! Turn the light off!" What? Huh? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and then you know, and then the chase was on. In fairness, but, the cult could have just let them go and nothing would have happened to them either. That's true, but if they had gone. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like they, about that they earlier. Never, like, they never even if they had go to go, the cops or anything. Even if they had gone to the cops, uh, actually, no, they did go to the cops. Didn't uh, they? A little later after they, they had been yeah, attacked, yeah, they, they did go. But like, even if they had gone to the cops immediately, you're a bunch of weird masked cult people in the middle of a desert. Like you're, very, and they didn't gonna, see any of you up close. You're going to be very hard to track down. Yeah. So just go home, mind your own business. Like they, they actually no, you know what? Now that I'm thinking or about go it, on they a cross did, country. They did chase. take the cops over to the place because they, they found did, the yeah. burning embers from where the fire was and all that stuff. But they, but there was nothing to go on. No, like they couldn't figure out who it was. They didn't even think that the blood on the ground was real blood. Right. They thought it was like pig blood or something. Yeah. Um, Which brings me to the the actual sacrifice scene. So you got the two guys. One the one guy is a. Would you get? Oh, oh I don't, I don't think was it was it a little bug? Yeah, a little fruit yeah, fly flying around here. It's annoying. Um, so the uh, the one guy, Peter Fonda, uh, plays like a pretty famous dirt bike racer, basically motorcycle racer. Sure, yeah. And uh, the other guy is his financier, or no, you know he's his no, business partner. Yeah, they owned a motorcycle dealership. Yeah, and but, Frank is always mad that Roger's not there. He's always at the track racing and and doing his thing. So they decide to go, them and their ladies, they decide to go on a cross-country trip to a little place called Aspen, Aspen. They got that and brand, do a little skiing. They got that brand new Vogue, or Vague, or whatever the hell it's called. It's called an RV. Well, it, the, the actual name of it, I think it was Vogue. If it's not a Winnebago, it doesn't matter. 
But you mean so, a, you mean a wanna bango? <laughs> <laughs> so they're so they're traveling cross country and they they just they pull like I don't think you could ever do this nowadays. Just pull off into oh, the you wilderness. Mean drive somewhere. across a river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First off, I don't think you could drive across the river in a giant RV like that. Pretty sure that's pretty unrealistic. Um, I also don't think that you can just go drive out into the wilderness and camp for a night. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, at least these days. Mm. I guess it depends on where you are. I think there's certain areas that are designated for it, but you can't just like drive off the freeway into the woods and camp because somebody owns it. You just can't do that. That seems wrong to me, right? Not if somebody owns the property. Well, not if... Everybody owns something. Yeah. That's the thing. So unless it's designated state land, who knows? Maybe it was, but like... But even on state land, I don't think you're allowed to just drive an rv on the state land oh, and camp right well, they did it james that's bullshit i don't know what to tell you so they do that and uh the two guys uh, roger and frank are sitting outside uh you know drinking some hooch as as the men do and they um they decide to go why did they even leave do they oh they saw the fire there was a giant fire across the river yeah so they grab their binoculars and they go closer to the river to to basically spy on whatever's yeah. going on over there and this is where they see the satanic ritual, the cult is there, and they kill a woman. Which this was a really weird uh, scene because we rented this on Vudu, right? Yeah. So this is a movie that was not on any kind of edited cable, anything, right? Yeah. And Are you all of about the, the nudity, way it seemed to be all the edited? nudity was blurred out, uh, which was really bizarre. I mean, if you think about the way things are distorted when you look through flames. No. no I mean, it no. obviously this was, was blurred. This was like the, Vaseline on the film. But then the girl standing next to her was not blurred Which is out weird. as much. Yeah, it was totally. Totally. Totally bizarre. Totally bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally bizarre. No, it was really, really weird, though, because it's like, what are they doing? Like, why are they editing this? It's from the 70s, man. Like, they didn't edit anything in the 70s. Maybe the actress decided that she didn't want her... That's just weird. It seems weird to Bits me. Bits and pieces on film. I, I'm almost wondering if they got this, if this version of the film was from like a different uh, cut of it or something like that. Like, yeah. like a TV cut or something. Who knows? I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know if it would TV, not TV, but. I don't know. You're focusing on this too much. Cable cut. It's just weird to me. It's just really bizarre when there's a random edit like that in the movie. But um, anyway, though, they see this. And uh, like you said, the wives start calling, wondering what they're doing, gets the attention of the cult, and the chase is on. And then that's it for the rest of them. It's like it's, it's one long giant chase scene. <laughs> broken up by a little bit of, I don't know. They stop line, here, they stop there. A little there. bit of line dancing here and there. <laughs> and some and like some stops at some gas well, stations it is, and shit. It is interesting that a lot of the people they meet. They don't meet by accident. They meet because these people are attracted to them. Well, and that's and that makes a little bit of sense because they're all you find out they're all was, part of the cult. That's what I was getting at earlier. I, I never really finished my thought, but the the reach of this cult is really impressive because they continue to drive across the country and they they're like every time they get to a no, new location, they're like, okay, good, we're you know we got away from them. They didn't see where we went. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and then. Turns out there's more creepy people basically just waiting for them. So it's like, how big is this cult? You know, they're like Republicans. Like, <laughs> like some of, <laughs> like some of the same people show up throughout. Mm-hmm. But then there's always new people too who are, mm-hmm. you know, like every time they stop at a new place, there's new faces, and they're all these friendly people. Yet they're all you find out a part of the cult. Yeah, there's always some scene 
you know, whether it be a scene with the girls in the pool or like everybody at a, a country bar line dancing, and yep. then all of a sudden everybody's got these really friendly faces, and then all of a sudden you gradually start to see one by one each of the people's like staring creepily at them. And then yeah. you go, oh shit, the whole band is in on it. Oh no, every dude at the pool is in on it. <laughs> Could just be weirdo creeps checking out the girls, but then you're like, well, there's also this weird sex slave satanic cult after them so who knows apparently in you know the bible belt there's a lot of sex craved cultists yeah that that's the takeaway yeah. um so yeah so they never actually make it to uh aspen uh there's uh, along the way they meet a lot of like we said occultists they meet um a lot of uh, they a pretty big bar fight they get into <laughs> or at least they're around there's a lot of um animal cruelty in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which was a really weird take back from let's, it. Let's talk about that for a so second. This was the 70s, okay? They didn't really give a shit about much of anything in the 70s. It was pretty <laughs> it was pretty much free reign to a fault. Yeah. Um, like, for example, one of the wives has this little, little yipper dog that she carries with her everywhere. And the cultists kill the dog while they're out. And they hang it from the door of the RV. Yeah. Now, when you look at it, it looks like it... It's like a ball of fabric, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't look real at all. Come to find out, according to the internet, which everything on the internet is true. True. Um, according to the I internet, though, that, to be true. that was a real dog, <laughs> and they drugged it in order to hang it lifelessly from the door. If that's true, PETA would have a fucking field day with this movie yeah. This in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a whole sequence with a bunch of rattlesnakes where whoever the handler of the rattlesnakes are was very clearly like just poking at it like violently with a stick to agitate it. That's, You'd never see that these days. That scene went on so long too. Oh, you got they probably paid a pretty penny for those snakes. It was like two or three. Got to give them some screen time. <laughs> there was like two. I guess that's another thing that uh, this movie has in common with um, the Hills Have Eyes. Oh, the rattlesnake. Because wasn't there there, yep. there was a live rattlesnake in one of those shots at the end yeah, of the Hills they, Have Eyes, and they they cooled it down to where it wasn't uh, where it was docile. Yeah, yeah. Which that seems more humane than drugging a dog before you hang it by its neck. That's so. Fucked. Uh, I mean, doesn't... and then and then the rattlesnakes in this scene because what were there two or three of them? I think there was two. Yeah, and those three were three at most, but probably only two. Those were legit rattlesnakes. Oh, they were real, and they were like posturing to strike like oh, yeah. they, they were being threatened they were not happy no and then they were you know they made it to they made it look like warren oates was like stabbing them with a, a ski pole mm -hmm. and you could see that the the end was blunted or whatever so it wouldn't i mean hurt it but it was almost but like he was little, still he was, was still really like he was hitting it hard and i'm yeah. sure it was the trainer who was doing it and he was still really jamming at him i was like man that's Seems a little fucked. Yeah, up. I did notice that the little pointy part at the bottom of the ski pole was removed. Yeah. So you just had like the uh, the like the you, circular the circular part yeah. that's above it. Yeah, that was just there. But but even still, you would never get away with that these days. Like an animal trainer hitting no an way. animal, like never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, outside of it, it, this is not a great movie. It's, no. It's just not. Some of the car chases are kind of cool. The car but, chases were cool. Once they really started to get into the kills toward the end, there were a few fun ones, like the dude on the the dude uh, on the bridge. The guy who was standing on top of the RV. Oh, then, God, and then, yes. And then Peter Fonda 
sees that they're coming up on an overpass, and so he like whistles at him to distract him. And the guy gets huh? slammed by the overpass. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. There was a lot of cool kills, I guess, in this. Yeah. Like, um, but that's kind of all there was. Like it wasn't. It was just one action scene after another, like yeah. one car chasing after another. Which that's kind of what the seventies were, though. In a lot of these movies, sure. Like that. That was what they were making. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as stunt driving and stuff goes, this movie was pretty top notch. Like there were there were a few crashes that were pretty crazy. There was there was that one where the car flipped like twenty times. That was gnarly. Like that was that yeah. was a crazy crazy car flip. Yeah. yeah. And this was back when you know there was no. You weren't doing CG or anything like that. It was all guys was, in cars. Do you think it was flipping them twenty man times? Mike? Stuntman Mike. You think it was Stuntman Mike from oh, from Death Proof? Definitely. Think it was? Yeah, yeah I think definitely. so. You could survive that. <laughs> I will say this: Am I crazy? Yes. Or was one oh. of the occultists or one of the cultists B. Arthur? Yeah. I am. Did you look that up? I did, and I didn't find anything about it. But I will stake my life on the fact that that was B. Arthur it, around the pool as one of the cultists. Yeah, it for sure looked like her. If not, she, apparently she has a a twin somewhere. That's that's all I can take away from it. <laughs> I mean, it 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 makes it was probably long enough to where she might have done something that where she wasn't credited. I mean, maybe, but she you know, was... It was back before she was really a... Uh, in the 70s, though. When, well was, when was the Golden Girls from? Um, what years? Was that an 80s show? I think late 80s. Mid to late 80s. I don't know. Great show, by the way. You ever watched Golden Girls? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. I was never like a huge fan, but I watched it when it was on. You wouldn't be. Yeah. What a prick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, though, I... Yeah, there's not... There's, if this you're... Is, this if, was one of those, I had fun watching it, Yeah, but I don't really need to talk about it that much. No, no. I don't ever need like, to watch it again either. Like, yeah. Unless there there are some people that are really into that style of movies, like those sure. 70s car chase movies. Sure. You might get more of a kick out of it than we did. Um, it's just, I didn't have any expectations going into it, and it just really didn't raise them at well, all. Well, <laughs> like, it, was, it was bizarre. It started off with some, like, uh, so that shot of the crooked tree, the reason that you got the, the beer for tonight. Mm-hmm. Started off with a shot of that and some really cool music. The music was the mu- zany. The music in the beginning <laughs> was so cool, and then, and then throughout the movie, they kept doing these weird Brady Bunch montage type shots, oh, like yeah. where where the they're just they'd be cruising down the road in their Winnebago, and and they'd have this really corny seventies music going on behind it, and I was just like, and like two minutes worth of really corny dialogue. Back to the corny music. Like yeah, it was, yeah, it was almost shot like a TV show. Yeah, yeah, is what it felt like. Yeah, and then and then interlaced in there, it was, it was like watching an episode of Brady Bunch, and then every once in a while somebody got murdered. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. You basically just did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, as far as you know, like I said, I I picked this one totally blind. I every every single time I make my picks for the show, I I typically like kind of go out of my way to make sure that I'm picking stuff that we've heard really good things about mm-hmm. and like movies that we're just dying to see. And this time around, I I knew when I picked Apostle, I was like, I've been waiting to watch Apostle for so long. I'm just going to pick some other random movie. And I was like, so I looked up movies about cults and I saw this one. And I was like, 
Yeah, okay. Sounds pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't even know if I thought that it sounded awesome at the time, but I was well, just the, like... the description of it, though, from the thing that you read was like, if you want Mad Max mixed with something else, it like, had nothing to do with anything Mad Max type. It, it, was like, it was like, have you ever watched The Hills Have Eyes and wished it was more like Mad Max? Yeah, then maybe this the, is the movie for you. Maybe the original Mad Max, because that was less... It was, it was mostly, it mostly was just about the car, car chases, chases and but, stuff. Yeah. But even still, there's better options. Like, yeah. Don't say Mad Max. <laughs> don't do it. Because this was nothing like it. No. Um, that being said, you did pick Apostle. And Apostle more than made up for it. Definitely. It more than made up for yes. it. Yes. Uh, this movie was from uh, 2018. I want to say this was a Netflix Netflix exclusive. Yes, it was. Um, and this is directed by Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards did The Raid Redemption and The Raid 2, as well as uh, a segment on VHS 2. I've heard that The Raid movies are, like as far as action they're flicks great. go, are they're, second to none. They're I've low heard, budget, yeah. but they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's so weird, though. The, the very first one is called The Raid Redemption. It's the first movie. What are you redempting? <laughs> what are you redempting? You mean redeeming? Or redeeming. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, dude. It's 2.30 in the morning, all what right? What are you redempting, Cut even? me some slack. <laughs> but, like, what are you redempting? Like, come on. It's the first movie. <laughs> oh, man. It's just weird. It's, it seems backwards to me. He's re- there was a raid that went wrong, and now he's trying to redempt himself. It feels like it should be the raid, and then the raid to redemption. Like, that's what it should be. <laughs> redemption. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, Followed by the raid three, redemptationing. <laughs> The redemptationing. <laughs> All right, so here we have um, Apostle Two: The Redemption, <laughs> um, which is weird for a first movie in a series, right? Right. No, so this is Apostle uh, from 2018. In 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. Um. So this movie is starring. Uh, a bunch of people. Uh, Dan Stevens plays Thomas Richardson. Thomas, uh, doubting Thomas, if you will. Um, oh, oh, oh. Which we'll get into a lot of uh, theories and whatnot in this movie no, in a little bit here. No, we will not. Uh, he plays Thomas, who's the main character. Uh, his sister, Jennifer, is basically held captive by this cult. And they want a ransom from their rich father, basically. Yeah. Uh, to fund their, their, their cult because they are... <clears throat> in dire straits in their community, basically. They see this as a way out, like a, an answer to their prayers, if you will. Well, it's almost like they they were dependent upon their God to provide for them for quite a while, and then all of a sudden... the that stopped. The animals stopped breeding, and whatever whenever they did breed, the, the uh, offspring were, you know, mutated or on the edge of death, like, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they came out, and the crops were all dying and stuff like that, so... The head, the the head prophet, if you will, of the uh, cult. That's Malcolm, Malcolm, played by Michael Sheen. Yeah. Um, uh, he basically contrived this plan to kidnap this girl who he knew had a rich father. Yeah. And he's like, this is, you know, it's kind of a means to an end. Like, we're we're not these type of people, but we're going to be these type of people just this one time so that we can... Well, and they, then it turns they, out... They kind of are those kind of people when you find out how they were treating this deity of theirs, too. Yeah. So they're not innocent people, but it's weird. Malcolm's character goes from thinking... You go from thinking he's despicable to then actually thinking he's sort of a decent guy Yeah. to then thinking he's despicable again. <clears throat> like he flip-flops a lot. I think his whole character is supposed to be very conflicting like that. Yeah. There's... Uh, I've. There, there's some. I, I did look up some opinions about this movie just because it's so, 
it's so loaded up with different types of uh like metaphorical mm-hmm. uh subject matter and uh different stuff like that so there are a lot of people with a, a lot of different theories and i sure. kind of wanted to know like i had my idea of what it was all about and i wanted to know if anybody else had any other good ideas and there's there's a lot of there's, cool there's quite a few ways you can, opinions out there yeah there's quite a few ways that you could interpret this movie which i think is awesome because it's it leads to having very different experiences with it i think yeah depending on what you want to get out of it as a viewer um just real quick to round it off though uh you have the character of quinn played by mark lewis jones and his daughter andrea andrea plays the love interest to thomas in the movie right yes uh yeah i i mean it's it's never it it's almost more of a suggested thing because they don't ever really get well yeah, they, they I guess it's really suggested, get, but it's uh, definitely there. The tension is palpable. There's tension. You could palp it if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I have nipples. Can you palp me? Um, then you also have Frank, who is the uh, the third leader, if you will. The th- so the three guys, Malcolm, Quinn, and Frank, were like the founders of this island. They're basically. well because their their ship wrecked off yep. the coast of this island, and so they they made their way to the island, and uh, so they were the the three. Yeah, the three um, original yep. members and they, of the... and they 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 heard the calling of this deity calling to them, and then and this 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 deity saved them. So yeah. they now revere this deity as their god, and this and that. You come to find out though that the deity is real, and they're keeping it locked up in the forest in this weird like hut thing, mm-hmm. uh, and milking it for all it's worth. <sighs> Literally milking it for all it's worth. Yeah, feeding it blood. Mm-hmm. And it provides. So it's like if they so they start off by killing animals, draining the blood into its mouth, and it didn't want it too. That was the thing. Like it didn't want it, but then it liked the blood. So it's like it was kind of like half with them. I don't know. It's weird. It's like well, so did it? Did it definitely not want it because there were cave paintings, right? Yeah, they came across ca- cave paintings, and then it, it did show that Quinn was the first one who came across those cave paintings and one of the paintings depicted two rabbits with their necks with their throats slit pouring with the blood pouring down onto the deity maybe the deity lived off animals but only lived off them as much as they needed to to provide whereas they strapped this deity down and force fed it blood right it's where it needed it to survive so it wanted to drink and they probably starved starved it until it did what they wanted them to do uh, and in in doing that, it gave them crops and it gave them you know livestock and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So the the movie. I'm again. I'm not going to go through it, but like the movie is basically they because this deity is no longer providing for them. They basically need money to get supplies and all that stuff. So they cop this plan to hold this chick hostage, basically, and get this money. Uh, and they send a ransom note to the father. The father, her husband or whoever it was, is completely distraught and is completely useless. So the so the father goes to the son. Now the son, uh, Thomas's character, is, is who's, a pretty who's interesting husband? character. Why'd you say her? I'm assuming it was her husband. Which one? Because in the in the very beginning of the movie, the father's reading the note and he's telling Thomas. No, no, no. That wasn't the father. That was the uh, like the um, 
executor of the estate or oh, something was like it? that. Yeah. So who was in the room crying? That was the dad. That was the dad. And oh, it was, okay. It was implied okay. it was implied that he actually had Alzheimer's or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. So I I missed that part then. I thought that was like her husband who was so no. beside himself he couldn't do anything. No, he was because ba- he said uh he said he doesn't like he said he he sits in there, he's a broken man, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, but he doesn't even know that she's he doesn't even know that she's in the room let alone knowing that we're here you know most of the time like he implied that basically his uh, his mind's not all there yeah, anymore he's, yeah okay yeah, he's so he declining goes so in health thomas's character though is very interesting cuz you come to find out that thomas used to be a preacher and loved his god and everything else or and mission, missionary, missionary it like yeah, he was like, well, yeah maybe not a pre- uh, not maybe not a preacher but a missionary a holy, sure. holy guy if you yeah. will and he looks like he was on a missionary mission in maybe some sort of like Eastern Asian country Peking. or something like that or Peking. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and they didn't take to it and they, they ended up slaughtering all of the missionaries mm. and he was thought to have been dead, but he survived. Mm-hmm. No one knows that he survived. He's kind of like this ghost walking around. Uh, and he's got this super gnarly, humongous scar on his back in the shape of a cross uh, because the, the people of the Peking village basically took one of their crosses, put it in a fire, and then branded him in the back. Yeah. That was the biggest brand I've ever seen. <laughs> that would suck so bad <laughs> to get branded by that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Um, so the the executor of the estate, though, as, as we know it now, basically says, you need to take care of this. Like, mm-hmm. you, your sister was there for you. You need to be there for your sister kind of thing. Or, or he took it upon himself because of that. Like, his sister was there when he needed him. He's yeah. not going to let her go. But the note, the note to the father said, "Only, only you must come mm-hmm. and bring the money. If you try and send police or anybody like that, then she dies." Yeah. So he tells this guy he knows that the father is in no condition to go himself. Yeah. So he sends the brother, but he says because they said if we send anybody else, she's going to die. You have to basically just, he says, uh, hide amongst his flock. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, just make yourself a sheep, hide amongst this yep. flock, make it look like you're supposed to be there, and then try and try and work it out that way. Yeah. Um, so he gets so he gets to the island and he's blending in decently well. Um I'm convinced, and we talked about this before. I'm convinced that Thomas was played by three different actors. <laughs> Completely convinced. Well, you turned and this on, started, I'm bringing it up now because it started at the very beginning. <laughs> you turned on <laughs> Saw earlier because, you know, we always have a movie running in the background when we're doing our show here. Correct. And he turned on Saw earlier. I go, did you turn on Saw specifically because Dan Stevens looks like Carrie Elwes sometimes. So at the end, I thought at the end, you thought it was in the middle. Dead ringer for Carrie Elwes. Car- yeah. Dead ringer. So you had another one. You had two more, but you couldn't remember one of them. I, I have... also thought that he looked like a really grizzled version of Ben Stiller. What? Yeah, look. I'll pull it up for you. Tell me he doesn't look like like a grizzled version of Ben Stiller sometimes. No. Yes, like simple Jack version of Ben Stiller in uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder with the short hair. I'm just I'm only going because of the haircut. No. Absolutely. Not at 100%. all, dude. One hundred percent. No. You're crazy if you don't see it. No. You're I, insane. That's no. That's a, well, that's that's madness. To each their own. Not I even, think he looks like a grizzled version of Ben Stiller. Not even close. If, if such dude. a thing even exists. <laughs> not even close. There was another actor that I thought he looked like too. I thought he looked like the guy that played um, uh, Re- Reese Iphens. I thought he looks like. I thought he looked like uh, 
Matt Ryan a lot. I don't know who that is. Matt so. Ryan played Constantine in the Constantine TV show. Oh, okay. I thought he looked like him a lot, but it, point is though is that. And I thought he. Do you know who Reese Ifans is? I do not. This guy, the guy from uh, like Danny Deckchair. Oh yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that a little bit. Like a much more handsome version of him. <laughs> yeah, he's in a ton of stuff too. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. He he's just one of those actors that just his face morphs depending on like the light that hits it. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was great though in this. Like, I thought he was. Oh, he's super. I thought good. he was awesome. Super Actually, good. everybody was really really good in this movie. Um, um, yeah. So so Dan Stevens though. So uh, Thomas Richardson. He 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 hides amongst amongst the flock. He watches the leaders of the uh, cult do their thing, and he comes to realize there is this underground tunnel from the main guy's house. Is that, is that thunder. I think that was thunder. Was it thunder? Yeah. Oh shit. We're supposed to get storms tonight. Damn, that's creepy as shit here, guys. Right. Um, so he finds out there's a tunnel though in the main preacher's house that leads back into the woods where they're keeping the deity, uh, you know, under imprisonment and all that. So the the story is basically him trying to kill basically, I think, the main guy, find his sister, you know, get her or whatever. There's a really heart wrenching scene where his sister is in the middle of the Times Square, basically. Yeah. And they're torturing her and he can't do anything about it. And he's grinning and bearing and like forcing himself to not jump up and save her right. so he just takes a shit ton of drugs what's he taking um i have to imagine it's probably uh, something with an eyedropper where he's just dropping it into his mouth they used it as medicine at one point in time too probably morphine or heroin by morphine is yeah. my guess yeah um, something like that i'm not you, i'm not up on my eyedropper drugs so <laughs> um i mean or they they had tinctures of all different kinds of drugs opium and stuff yeah. back then oh it's um, probably opium that's probably what it was uh, I'm any narcotic really. I'm sure he got it at, in, in, after he was branded. But he got it probably to fight the pain, and then just got addicted to it because oh, he was obviously addicted to it. Because there were a few scenes throughout yep. the movie where he was going through withdrawals. Yep, you're right. Uh, and then it was that scene where he saw his sister being tortured that he finally threw the bottle against the wall and got rid of it. And then throughout the rest of the movie, after he you know looks like shit for a little while, he starts to look more healthy. So if you're wondering where the horror in this comes from, granted, culties, cult movies are, are horrific in and of themselves based on their nature. <clears throat> yeah. But the we call it the witch. In uh, the credits are just credited. She's just credited as her. Yeah. So the deity, the witch, whatever you want to call yeah. her. She shows up in a lot of different forms. The creepiest of which is the fucking... Uh, the witch-looking version of her that's under the floorboards drinking the fucking blood that's oh, yeah. swimming around the river of blood, yeah. like under the city. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, the first, the first, they pulled a pretty classic, um, like a pretty classic uh, figure in the background shot. Yep, that I really, really liked, and it was right before the under the floorboard shot of her, where he's. He was out at night, which none of the people in this uh, commune are supposed to be out at night, but mm -hmm. he was out at night, and he comes back into his uh, living quarters, and he's he's walking down the hall, and he's looking on either side of the, the hallway, and he's seeing these glass jars filled with blood. He's trying to figure out what they're for, basically. Yeah, and he fi figures it out pretty quickly. Well, because he actually saw one of the women giving blood in, the, uh, in, one of her in, in one of the rooms, too. And so, like, everybody in this in this place uh 
will slit themselves and fill a glass jar with blood and put it outside their door. Which is very biblical. Wasn't there a thing in the Bible where they like put blood on the doors or something like that to mark who's worthy and who's not kind of a thing? I'm not sure. I want to say there was a biblical story about that. Yeah, I'm not too sure. The biblical overtones of this movie are vast. Oh, there's so many of them. Tons, tons, tons. Um, But uh, yeah, that, that, that shot, like... They do. There was some really cool music and some really cool uh, sound effects in this movie, and they do one of those shots where she just shows up briefly, standing behind him at the yeah. end of the hall. She's got a really creepy silhouette, just like really tall, really skinny, with this bleach white hair sort of flowing around her. It was spooky as hell. Um, and then, and then the next thing you know, all of a sudden she shows up under the floorboard, just. <laughs> It actually gave me, um, it had overtones of the 2013 Evil Dead remake a little bit. I don't know why, but that's what flashed into my head when I saw that. That particular scene? It's, it's, it has something to do with the, with the colors they used, the lighting, the way that it looked. Like, it was just, it was very much like that type of horror. Oh, that's the, what they the were whole movie, for. you mean? Well, that scene in particular. Yeah. But the whole movie, kind of, yeah. It, it's that type of look to it. Yeah. Even though this is a period piece. Sort, like. of, sort of drab and... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, uh, the, the images of her just being strapped down amongst, like, the weeds and whatnot in the in the temple that she's being kept in or the the I call it a temple because it was like a big grass big grassy hut thing that looked very uh impressive. It's like a barn but like overgrown with vines and yeah. and, and trees but and stuff like that. Even the way that she was like strapped down was sort of horrific. It was almost like very del Toro-ish almost. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, del Toro for sure. It, it's it's she was it was weird cuz she was technically a prisoner I suppose. Oh yeah. But she could also show her form outside of, like, yeah. what was that it was all like about? She, like, well, she's a god, so she can well, do whatever she wants to. <laughs> so maybe she's the astral projecting kind of thing. Like, yeah. she can just be anywhere, but her physical body was stuck there. I think that's what it was. Because yeah. he even said, you made yourself, the, um, the main um, cult leader guy even said to her at one time, you made yourself visible to this outsider. Why right. did you do that? Yeah. So I think that she's able to project herself outside of her body. Yeah. But her physical being was being held captive. And there. and so that makes her uh, th- that makes her chasing him through the. Oh the, yeah, that's thunder. Yeah. <laughs> that makes her the part where she chases him through the blood river, which was super creepy. Yes. Um, it makes it. <laughs> yeah, it makes it less. <laughs> it makes it less sinister. Because it seemed really creepy. Like, it seemed like she was chasing him and she wanted to eat him or whatever, you know? Drain his blood. But all she was really doing was pushing him toward knowledge. Yeah. She was... Because she, she could have she easily killed him right there. Well, I think that she... I, she was specifically pushing him toward that cave so that he could see all the hieroglyphs so that he could figure out what the story was so that she... Because her ultimate goal in all of this was to be freed. Yeah. And in in, well, in so death, she took, like she wanted to be freed in death, you know. She took notice of him right off the bat though when he was in the church just sitting there listening to the guy doing his his preaching. Yeah. She made herself visible to him right off the bat by walking past the windows. Mm-hmm. And then she was behind him in the hallway. Then she drank his blood. <clears throat> and if we're going with the biblical theme, you know, the blood of I mean, he's the apostle. Mm. So she tasted his blood 
and knew that he was good. Oh. I, I think that, and that's why she was forcing him towards him, like oh. showing him the way, if you will, leading yeah. him to her. I, that's just kind of what I got out of it. So let's you, talk about theories here. Did you notice, hold on, before we move on, the, okay. the part where she where he first sees her walking past the church windows, did you notice what was so creepy about that scene? When I did he, not. When he walks out, like, so he sees her walking past two or three mm, of the windows, mm, mm, and mm, nobody mm. else sees, sees her. And then when he walks out afterward, he looks around the corner of the building. All of those windows were about 20 feet off the ground. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So she would have been floating through the air. I thought you were talking about the piece of land that was growing off the side of the building. No. Like where she had touched it and it grew or whatever. Yeah, no. That's, uh, yeah. Those those windows were all 15, 20 feet in the air. Oh, that's creepy. So I never she, even noticed yeah, that. Yeah, so there was no way that a person could have been walking Oh, that's by a good them. touch. That's and a really, that's that a really cool touch. Um, okay, so I know that you had a theory about what you think this movie's about. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got... It, it obviously has the religious undertones and overtones, but I I thought of it more. I guess you could really look at it both ways, but I was thinking of I was taking it more from the um, uh, like the how we treat nature mm-hmm. as humans, like from that aspect. Cause okay. To me, to me. To me, the whole idea that they, she was obviously a, a nature goddess. Like she was in control of how the crops, like what kind of crop yield you you would get. Sure. Um, how the animals were breeding, if they were breeding, like if they were giving good offspring or not. Uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm like talking. No, like, like, no, right no. Like she's like the goddess of uh, like sustenance, basically. Like yeah. she she provided. Yeah. Like yeah. the earth. Yeah. And. They imprisoned her, and they like even at one point in time, Quinn, who ends up being the main antagonist, like mm-hmm. you think that the witch is or not the witch, but the goddess is going to be like this horrifying being, and she's going to mess everything up. But Quinn ends up really being the main antagonist yeah. at the end of the movie, and he even <clears throat> says, He's a "Bad dude." Yeah, he even says to Andrea and Jennifer at the end of the movie, um, in regards to the goddess, he says she is nothing more than a machine. Yep. And she works for us. Yep. And that to me was a a big thing. Like I kind of I looked at the way they treated her, the way that we treat the environment. Like we we uh we mistreat the environment and force it to work for us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yep. fracking, drilling for oil, um I mean, what are some of the other terrible, like uh, deforestation sure, stuff sure. like? And then we, in turn, expect the Earth to uh, turn around and provide us with everything that we need to sustain ourselves. I had the same, and, and that's kind of, and and it's pretty obvious. Like she's she's literally rooted to the ground yeah. in this movie, and and forced and forced to forced to drink blood, and then and then give up her her goods yeah to I, us, you know? I, I had the same feeling and i think i simplified it a lot by basically just saying that uh i think this is the story about men killing mother nature and raping her for all that she's worth yeah it's pretty much it like it's, yeah it's a much <laughs> it's a much quicker way of <laughs> saying what i just said yeah it's, but that's pretty much what it was like, yeah, she was absolutely. mother nature and yeah. it's the story of man coming in 
and just raping and pillaging Mother Nature for everything that she has. And if you think of, and if you think of like the three, so Quinn, Frank, and uh, and Malcolm. Mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm was the the uh, so called prophet. Yeah. Like he's like she gave me her knowledge and she's used she's using my tongue to spread her knowledge to all of you. He seemed like a bad guy at the beginning of the movie, but then you see, and I think you mentioned this earlier, you see that he has an a pretty obvious change of heart. Like he he realizes that what they're doing and the way they're going about things is the wrong way of doing things, and tries he seems like he's trying to seek a little bit of redemption. I don't know that he's trying to. I don't. Whereas think it, whereas Quinn goes full on uh, villain. But Malcolm was still willing to do it all, though. He still goes to see the goddess and force feeds her blood, saying, "You will do this." That's like, in the beginning, but he's force feeding her his own blood. Yeah, I think he he goes he goes and he because at first they were sacrificing animals and then yeah. that no longer was working, so then he's trying to feed her off of his own blood. I think that he just got he perverted himself. I think through the process, through the process, definitely, definitely. And I think that he, it started off by him doing what he thought was best for the people, right? And it just overtook him. Is what is what it was. And that's why I said like they they have him, Frank, and Quinn. Have, they're three very different personalities because he's the one who like Frank at one point he's just he's ready to get out. Yeah, he was just kind of along for the ride the whole time, and then he started to realize, oh, this is messed yeah. up, and so, so he's going to take his. He was going to take his kid and he was going to leave because yeah. he said this place is broken. He gives a really good reason for leaving, too. It's like, we don't have religion. We have a chained up deity and we're kidnappers and we're murderers right. and we're this and that. He's like, this is not, right. this is hell. This is not heaven. Like, and then and then Malcolm found this new thing to follow and he thought this was the way. Yeah. And so he was willing to do anything he could to uh, continue in that direction mm-hmm. until he realized toward the end that, like, this is the wrong way of going about things. Might have gone a little bit too far. And then Quinn is the exact, he went in the exact opposite direction yeah. where he he got a little bit of power after he had his encounter with his daughter and then with Jeremy. And then not, after he grabbed that little bit of power, he's yeah. like, he basically said, I'm God. Yeah. You know? Yeah, basically. He goes, this guy's a false prophet. I'm the real prophet. You know, right. basically. I'm not going to get into it because I want to leave something for people to see it. Sure. Um, the act of purification in this movie oh, is fucking gnarly. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mouth agape watching it when uh-huh. the house was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was such a... <laughs> Holy shit. It's such a slow <laughs> process, too. Oh. <laughs> talk about driller killer. <laughs> and that... <laughs> That whole like fifteen minutes of the movie just just pissed me off. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uncomfortable because of what Quinn like Quinn comes in and he's it, it goes from like this really sort of sweet and joyous occasion between Jeremy and um, uh, Fion, and then Quinn enters the situation. Everything just goes as wrong as it possibly can go, and and then by the end of it, he manages to make everybody in town through force think that he is right and yeah. that this you know this kid deserves purification and it's I'll, just oh man I'm going to say awful. something that I never thought in a million years I'd ever say. Yeah. This is sort of spoilers but hey you're already listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I would be happy in saying well I'm happy that he just slaughtered his daughter. <laughs> because I thought he was about to do something completely different. Oh you did? Oh yeah. Why? I thought he was about to cut something out of somebody. Is oh. what I thought. 
I think he did. No, he's just straight up slaughter. He just killed her, killed the vessel, basically. Oh. To she was pregnant, is, I guess, is what we're getting at. I thought there was. An, I, I thought, thought she was going to try to like stab her in the stomach or not kill her, but just try to kill the baby. Yeah, which would have been way worse. Yeah, yeah. kill the girl. That's fine. <laughs> so okay, so here's my theory. I had a little bit of a different theory than you okay. about the movie here. Um, I thought that this was because there's so many obvious religious overtones of this movie. Mm-hmm. I took this as a movie that is a metaphor about how religion can be beautiful. Like religion can be a very beautiful thing. Uh, however, when men get a hold of it and use it, they completely like distort it and make it like evil. They use it as a tool for uh, controlling people. Yeah, and then and then it's also about like refining your faith though. And so it's, it's weird. It's like, it's about faith being beautiful, men perverting it and turning it into a weapon basically. Uh-huh. And then it's also the story about refinding what was beautiful about it. Right. Cause there's this one spot where Thomas who had lost all of his faith because of everything that he had been through uh-huh. literally gets touched by the deity, like touched by God and becomes a believer again. <sighs> yeah. And, so and you, makes you me did... wonder if this is like, whoever wrote the movie, if, if if this movie was a parable to like their spiritual journey almost, you know, it's kind of how I took it. Um, which I thought was a really interesting take on it. Gareth, I, I believe Gareth Evans wrote it and Edwards. directed it. Huh? Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Evans. Is it Evans? Yes. Well, it was Edwards. Why did I write down Edwards? I don't know. Cause you're eh, whatever. Um, he, I think, I think I read something. He said it, it wasn't necessarily about any, particular journey that he had been on or anything but it it was around the time like so he wrote this in like 2015 2016 okay oh he did write it you're right so what was i mean what was going on in the world stage at that point in time right Mm -hmm. it was right around the time of the last election he was watching how uh how religion was being used as a tool to basically sway people in one direction or another and and uses a weapon. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I definitely think you're, I definitely think you're right on that. Um, and would you, did you said something about doubt, doubting Thomas earlier? Well, it's, well, because he lost his faith. His name was Thomas. He's doubting, he's just doubting his faith. He's doubting Thomas, like until, well, until he's shown that it's real again. And then, and then he and you just his said, faith. you just said that thing about her touching him on the head yep. and suddenly he gets this big smile on his face. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, it's real. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a, a major parallel there. Yeah. So um, I think, I think it's great. I love these kind of movies that, that have, there's enough <laughs> layers to where you can get whatever, however, however the viewer views it, they're getting out of it what was intended. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that there's necessarily, um, it's like, it's like when you're writing a song, right? Like, you know why you're writing it for yourself, or maybe you don't even know why you're writing it for yourself, mm-hmm. but like five different people can take five different meanings from it. And yeah. this is the kind of movie that has that same thing. Like the narrative is so open, at least story-wise that it, it can lead you down to a bunch of different paths. And I don't think any of them are wrong. It's, it's, and, it's, I, and I love it's that about really it. good writing because the narrative is so open, but it's also very specific in a lot of ways at the same time. That's a masterclass in writing. And there's if you a, can do that, I think. And there's and, and there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of use of metaphors, but at the same time, a lot of very on the nose type of stuff. Yeah, like you said, it's a masterclass in writing. Like this is a well written movie. Yep. Um, I saw other. I saw some people compare it to. They were saying that uh, 
that Jennifer Lawrence movie, Mother. I still haven't seen has it. Like I a, need to see has that like still. a similar story behind it. You mean you mean Mother! Mother! <laughs> has a similar story behind it, but a lot of people think that this one was done uh done better just because it had more sort of subtle, nuanced yeah. ways of uh of getting the message across. So I'll have to watch Mother and actually uh the one if there's make that decision, but if there's one bad thing that I will say about this movie is I kind of felt like it maybe could have been about twenty minutes shorter. I felt like they they because there was so many different stories they were telling, mm. you know, it's like they would start with story one and then they would focus on story two for a while. Then they would focus on story three, but while they were doing that, it's like I found myself wondering, but wait, what's going on with story one? Like I kind of felt like there was this a lot of the stories were it could have done with one less dense story, I think, mm. to kind of to kind of make things move a little bit faster to keep things flowing. Because mm-hmm. I did kind of find myself wondering, like, well, all this is happening. What's going on with this? We haven't even touched this character in the last twenty five minutes. It all comes back around, it, though. It does, but I just felt kind of felt like maybe it could have, you know, it just could have moved along a little bit, a little bit faster. That's sure. All. Yeah. That if that's the only negative that I would say about it, though. Yeah. The movie was what two hours and fifteen minutes. Two hours, ten minutes. I ten think. minutes of my day. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, if they could have shaved off this, if this was more around like the one forty-five minute mark, sure. I think that it would have been, it would have been maybe better in terms of just you know mm-hmm. consumption. But still, still very good though. Very, I would, very good. I would highly recommend it. Um, uh, and yeah. I'd like to hear other people's theories too. You know, like Absolutely. this. This seems like the type of movie. I'd actually like to watch it again and maybe pick up on some. I'm guessing that there's details hidden all throughout the movie. Oh, I'm sure. On this one. I'm so, sure. So, uh, yeah, I'd really like to give it another watch. Mm-hmm. But, uh, That's yeah, it. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got for that one. Mm-hmm. I, it's on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, then, you know. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck <laughs> fish. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Then again, if you have Netflix, if you have Shutter but not Netflix, then then you're fine. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, still looking for that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Let us know what you think, yes, sir. Uh, that's it for this week. That's it. Uh, next week next we week are doing is Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing and the Return of Swamp Thing. I'm right. so excited. I haven't seen these movies in years. Yeah, I've never seen the second one. I haven't seen the first one. Since I was like five, maybe I don't know. It's been a long ass time. Yep, it's so been I'm a very long time for me too. Very excited to revisit these movies. Yep, for sure. So uh, until next week, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us at the Buzzed Kill PC on Twitter. Uh, also, check out our YouTube page, guys. We got YouTube. a show over there now. Um, actually, if you're listening to this, uh, a new episode might already be posted. Dang. Uh, so let's two in the bag, baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just go to YouTube, uh, search for the Buzzkill Podcast, follow the page. We don't have a specific URL yet because they don't give you one until you reach a certain level, which is really stupid. So you got to like physically search for us. Hey, YouTube. Whatever. But uh, check that out. Uh, check out... Everything. Everything. All of it. All of it. All of our stuff. All of our stuff. And all of everybody else's stuff. And... Not, not our personal <laughs> stuff though that's weird and go get a mexican pizza while you still yes, can do that <laughs> you you will you will you have like days literally days left yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right James. all right bud hey it's been fun cheers till next week now after three o'clock it's in the three. morning i'm going home cheers <laughs> right after this beer try to have a good night